Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Welcome to episode seven of Classroom Success 101. And today's topic, we are going to be talking about stress. Okay, folks, stress is real, all right? Um, Stress is so real that it could put some of us in the hospital um, if we don't take care of our bodies and try to do things that can take away some of the stress. And I know this firsthand because I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit about my background of stories of the journey that I have been down with um, what my doctors have, um, you know, labeled my heart problem as is lone atrial fibrillation. And for most of you that don't know what atrial fibrillation is, atrial fibrillation is basically when your heartbeat goes up into the 190s to 200 beats per minute it's like the top half of your heart flutters and um it's pretty dangerous if you don't get it taken care of um the the number one thing you have to do is you have to go to the emergency room and they basically put you on a cardiac drip to um, get your your heartbeat back to normal rhythm um So that journey is not the funnest journey. Um, It started last year when, um, you know, I woke up one September morning, went to school, was walking across the cafeteria to to do some observations and almost passed out walking across the cafeteria. That morning I woke up feeling kind of weak. I did notice my heart was kind of like, beating oddly but you know for some reason I didn't really think anything of it so as I got to school um, I had to take a seat in the cafeteria and I had to call in for an administrator and and get a nurse involved they took my blood pressure took my um, heart rate and I was just up in the 190s Uh, sent me to the emergency room Long story short, short, the doctor came in and said this is a case of 
um, atrial fibrillation, and you need to do a follow-up up appointment with your cardiologist. So about the next day or two, went to into a cardiologist, and they basically told me it was lone atrial fibrillation. And so some causes of it is stress. Um, you know, that was one biggest thing, uh, you know, during the time I was working out a lot. Uh, I was probably in one of the top uh, best shapes and shape or top. I was pretty much fit in the best shape of my life at that point, but then came down with this um, irritating and nasty um, problem that is not fun whenever you're going through this. So thought nothing of it, um, decided there was nothing that I could do at the moment about it and just kept going about my business. They didn't put me on medication or anything like that. Well, had another episode, did the same thing, repeated, and then came back and had another one and another one and another one. I was having an episode pretty much once a month. And I, over the year, I went into the emergency room over 12 different occasions. Um, got to the point where I had to go see, uh, you know, a holistic doctor. These holistic doctors that I'm currently seeing right now is basically, they're, they're certified, they're, they're medical doctors, but they practice the holistic type of ways. Um, and so... Today's talk is about stress. Um, You know, that was one thing that my doctor was telling me about is how much stress is going on in your life and what are some ways that you can reduce that stress and anxiety um, to prevent from these episodes of atrial fibrillation happening. I mean, uh, you know, stress is real. Stress can get dangerous and it doesn't give us a good um, feeling if we're constantly stressed out. As a teacher, we can go in and there are a lot of things throughout the day that stress us out. And, um, you know, we never really take time to figure out ways um, to continue to try to um, help ourselves out when it comes to stress. You know, a lot of times when we go into interviews as teachers, they're all like, well, you know, what are some ways that help you deal with stress? You know, 99% of people are like, well, I go work out or I go hang out with uh, friends and family or I do some kind of recreational thing. Um, And that's that's cool. But there are some other things that, you know, I have looked at and I have um practice some, you know, one of the biggest things this year that I've got the opportunity to do is study mindfulness. All right. Um, some yoga techniques and, and, and mindfulness. And one of the biggest things that I had to look back over the year of all the issues, the problems that, that I had to manage and try to put solutions to two for the entire districts. Um, I held a lot of my stress 
at my chest. You know, when we talk about kids and teaching them anxiety and what that looks like and what that feels like, sometimes we uh, describe it as, you know, butterflies in the stomach. And, you know, it's easier for us to say that. But then when you start analyzing this stuff at your own perspective and how you feel, um, you know, over the years, I I handle all my stress and my anxiety goes straight to my heart. And it's not the stomach. It's always the heart. Um, so I always hold this here and and I feel like. Um, I do these freak out modes where I, I could feel it in my heart. Um, so over the years of this just building and building and building and building, you know, I, I think I got to the point where my body was finally saying, look, man, we we are shutting down with a lot of this stress that you're putting on the body. And we need to figure out some different ways and techniques to help us deal with with this stress. So with me, it was at the, I put all the anxiety and stress at my heart. Every time there was something that was a problem that was maybe an angry parent, angry teacher, my heart would start racing. And I did a really good job of covering that stress up um, from the outside, but from the inside looking at it, I was doing a terrible job at it. And it finally caught up to me, you know, when we talk about being in the behavior fields, um, a lot of the research out there and a lot of what you're looking at is, you know, being a behavior teacher is um, it, it, it's a three year burnout rate. You know, a lot of behavior teachers don't last um, more than three years. I'm in my 12th year of doing it. So um, over the years, I think. My body just got to the point of breaking down. So um, what we're going to kind of talk about today are some of the things that I am currently doing to help, um, you know, relieve some of that stress. One of the biggest things that I ended up doing was going back into the classroom, Um, you know, looking at it. Over the years, I I was working as a behavior specialist and um, covering multiple districts, but the one thing that I had to look at was it was a lot of great experience, and I learned a lot of great knowledge and things that I could take along and teach everybody on that perspective, but it was not paying me any more than what a behavior teacher was um, earning at a school district or at a, at a, at a one campus in a school district. So what I was actually doing was I was taking on way too many problems for, um, not making more money than, um, taking on just a set of problems at one school. And my doctor and I had a very long conversation on this and it, it, it was a struggle at first because it was like, you know, this is what I, I love to do. I enjoy this. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to stay healthy in order to help people out. So I ended up going into 
one uh, one campus and being the behavior teacher at that campus. I did the behavior specialist stuff for, you know, nine years. And over the years, it just caught up to me. So realistically, from the pay perspective, is I had to drop a few um, stress-related activities out of my life that wasn't really doing any good for my body. It wasn't it wasn't benefiting me financially and basically what was happening was um it was costing me more money because of the emergency visits that I had to go to at the hospital due to my heart related issues. So once I dropped that, you know, the next thing that I ended up looking into was the mindfulness. You know, a lot of the times what my holistic um, doctor would tell me is do yoga. Do you do yoga techniques? I never went to yoga. I was always one of those. Um, growing up, I was always an athlete. Um, we did the, you know, if you weren't in the gym, you know, banging the weights and things like that, I, I never thought it was a workout. Um, did a lot of the CrossFit type of workouts when I was in working out extremely, um, before my AFib issues. And I never really even thought about doing yoga. So I ended up signing up for a few yoga classes that were, um, more of the relaxing yoga. And I, what I could tell you this is, that does wonders for you, okay? Um, you walk out of there feeling relaxed, um, rejuvenated, and it it kind of prepares you for the week. The other thing that I've looked into was the mindfulness. You know, a lot of times we have to go to mindfulness trainings, and one of the biggest things that that you know, that stuck in my head was the fact that it came to this, this question, you know, your body is in the present moment. And that is the most, um, most happiest time that you can be is where you are at your present moment. It's your most happiest time. Um, when you start thinking of the past or when you start thinking of the future, you can actually be thinking of problems that happened during the day or in the past, or you could be thinking about problems that happen in the future that really haven't even happened yet. So what happens is a lot of the times when you know that you're going through um, maybe some major problems at work and you got meetings or you got um, staffings with parents and, and, and teachers. And what happens is you start overanalyzing these things and, and you start putting in your mind the worst um, case scenario. And what happens at that point is you start stressing out. Okay, so what I really had to do was look at quit thinking of future things. Um, during work, you know, right now you need to focus on 
what's happening in front of you. Don't focus on the past. Don't focus on the future. Um, because what we can start doing is we can start stressing ourselves out. And I know this is very hard to do because, yes, we do have to prepare for certain meetings that will happen in the future. But for me, I have to do a better job of looking at it and not stressing as much or um, what I call freak out mode, thinking that there's going to be more problems. And and what if what if they ask this and this and this and this and then I have to come with this this answer um i just got to the point where i was just busy too busy um thinking way too much into in, into all that so every thing that comes up for me is um you know i i try to you know focus on that present moment that has worked a lot for me this year i have not um, gone into any kind of um, emergency situations where I'd had to go to the emergency room. Uh, my last episode was about two months ago, but from there, it actually, um, the baseline of it was about four months that I haven't had one. So we were doing good. Um, you know, my last episode, I was able to get my heart back on uh, normal sync without visiting the emergency room. So the next technique that I want to tell you that I have just started implementing is delete your emails from your phones. Okay. Delete them. All right. Do not put your school email on your phone. Keep your school email on your computer or your school computer or whatnot and check that during your school day. Do not come in and check that stuff on the weekends. Don't check that stuff at night because all you're going to do is stress yourself out. And if you see some kind of like email that comes up through the day, that is a problem you can answer it if you're at the school. But guess what, guys? If you see a email that happens that is a problem at night or on the weekends and you see that pop up on your phone, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to start thinking of that problem. And that is going to mess your weekend time up or that's going to mess your um your free time at night after work and 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 you're going to just start thinking of this and then you're going to start stressing out so my thing with emails and this is of the most some of the training that I've that I've gone through is you need to treat yourself like a business your hours are from that First time you get in there, that might be 7.15 until about 4.30, 5 o'clock when you leave. Those are your hours. After that, when you go home, you are done. Um, you know, I, I've had to explain this for teachers. Some of the, the parents emailing nasty emails at night, at 9 o'clock at night. 
you you need to treat yourself like you are a doctor because I can guarantee you if you if you email your doctor at nine o'clock at night or ten o'clock at night, that doctor is not going to respond back to you until sometime the next day during business hours. Okay, so you know you the the best piece of advice that I ever got was treat yourself like a business. You have business hours. And once those business hours are done, then you don't need to respond to um, people that are emailing you on the weekends or people that are emailing you late at night. You, you, you need to treat your free time with respect. Okay. So, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't do this at first. I would answer those emails. I would look at my emails on the weekend. But at the end of the day, I finally came to the conclusion that guess what? If we're going back to the perspective of let's let's look at ourselves in the present moment. And if I get an email that happens to me in the present moment, well, I there's and it's a problem. Well, there's nothing that I can do at that present moment to fix that problem. That is a future problem that should have came up when I'm at school so I can fix that problem at school. I'm not at school, so I can't fix that problem. I'm I'm enjoying my weekend or I'm enjoying my night, my free time that I have to get my mind off of things. So when you're looking at that, remember those emails Okay, those emails can can um, put stress on you and it's unwanted stress, especially if it's an email um, that, you know, you're having issues with your your principal. You're having issues with a parent or you're having issues with a teacher that can that can put some stress on you. All right. I mean, we have them all the time where we have teachers or staff members sending out emails on Saturdays, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, um, you know, late at night. And for some reason, you know, nobody has talked to these these staff members about, look, man, respect other people's times. You know, I know sometimes it's hard to get those emails out, but, you know, realize that if you're the type of person that is sending these emails out, like at you know, five in the morning or late at night or on the weekends, you know, I know sometimes when you send these emails out, you don't want a direct answer. But if you look at the other person, if that other person is kind of stressed on certain things, they may take that email as offensive. Okay. And that email that you sent might not even be offensive, but at that point, that person might be so stressed out about other things that when you send an email out to them, you know, on their free time or on the weekends, it could be very offensive to them. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're getting upset with you and you don't even know why they got upset with you. So, again, this strategy I have been implementing this year is taking that email off my phone only answering my emails um, at a certain time of the day, and once I answer them, I don't. I, I'm not trying to get um, 
looking back at all my emails and constantly looking at those emails throughout the day. You know, sometimes it's a little bit different. You know, I would say, you know, if you can check your emails a couple times throughout the business hours and then that's it. Shut it down. You know, again, there is nothing that you're going to be able to do to solve problems um, when most of those problems can't be solved unless you're at the school. So emails, again, that is big. All right. The next thing that, uh, you know, one of my doctors has kind of told me was, you know, set your rooms up to be kind of like mother nature. Uh, you know, um, you know, you want to introduce those natural lights into your classroom. You want to, um, you know, uh, provide soothing colors. Okay. I know a lot of y'all would probably be on the, uh, um, you know, a lot of y'all watch all the HGTV stuff and, you know, really pay attention to some of that stuff. You know, there, there are some of the bright colors that are too loud and, um, not soothing could, could, uh, put some kind of stress on you. Um, anxiety is just not when you walk into a room, it just doesn't give you that good feeling. Um, the, you know, the other thing with it is remember you're in your classroom eight hours of the day. Okay. You need to make that as comfortable as you can for yourself, you know, as with your kids. I mean, if you're going to be in that setting, then that's a setting that you need to make um, that makes you feel good, okay? With all the stress that you're going to be dealing with throughout the year as a teacher, you know, I, the last thing I would want is to walk into my room every day and it just doesn't give me a sense of calmness walking in there. So really pay attention to your rooms um, and, and go from there because that that has a, a a very a very um there's a there's a very good perspective on you know that's going to help manage that stress okay so the other topic was dude get rid of some of the titles okay some of the titles that you have that don't earn you anything extra all right. There are some people that I, I know schools, the, the thing with schools is, is they don't want to pay you any extra t- money for your time. All right. But with those, with those, uh, those extra titles that we end up tacking on, it's, uh, it causes us stress. All right. I mean, I can tell you right now, your your time is your most valuable asset. You will never get that time back. So every piece of time that you look at throughout the day, you need to know those are valuable seconds, minutes, hours. Okay, you'll never be able to get that back. So if you're in, if you're doing something right now, that is extra and it is causing you stress and you're not benefiting in it from it in any sort of way and all it is doing 
is basically tearing you down or making you feel bad, get rid of it. You don't need to do it. There's no sense of putting that kind of of pressure or that kind of stress on your body, okay? Uh, you just got to get rid of it because, again, schools schools can be notorious for adding a lot of different titles to your one main title already and make us feel like we have to do that. At the end of the day, say no. I mean, that is it. Say no. It is not worth trying to put that much stress on your body due to something that, A, is not going to benefit you at all, okay? Remember, a lot of the excuses that we use, well, it's for the kids, well, it's for the kids, but we as a person or a teacher, we have to be healthy so that we can help those kids, okay? So remember, if you're involved with something that all it does is give you some kind of extra title, but it's causing you all this stress, do away with it. I can tell you that's going to be the best um, thing that you can do, okay? I mean, it's for example, you know, um, there's a lot of different people out there that will that will add stuff to your plate. And, 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 and you're just like, what? I, I, I can't do that. I, I don't have time to do that. Don't be scared to say no. Okay. Remember you were hired in there for one job. All right. It is not your duty to do three, four, five different jobs. If the schools are not going to, um, you know, give you extra financial support for that stuff. Okay. Your time is valuable. Treat your time as the most valuable thing that you can have on this earth. All right. So those are some of the strategies that I'm at right now looking at for, um, you know, reducing stress in my life. You know, the other thing that I have practiced um, for the first time and I've looked at this a lot was meditation. Okay. If you do a lot of research on meditation. They talk about how it's so great for the brain. Um, it helps. There, there, there's so many different ways that it helps out. Um, and sometimes it's hard for us to meditate, but I can tell you right now, um, if you can practice some kind of meditation and, and this is where we come in where it's like a brain break. Like if you can just Take about five minutes, maybe two sessions starting out per day, five minutes. And, and, and this is the other thing is when you do meditation yoga, they tell you like stare at, stare at a, a, a certain spot on the wall and just, just stare at it. And if you find your mind wandering off, refocus and stare at it. You want your mind to actually think of nothing it is resting your mind and it's like recharging your battery okay so i've i've been practicing this stuff um and it's it's actually helping out 
I can tell you with a lot of the things that I have implemented over the couple months of going into this school year, um, some of my stress has reduced big time, okay? And then on top of that, with my atrial fibrillation, I've I've got to the point where I had one, my last episode, I was able to get myself back on track um, without any kind of medical attention. And so my journey has created me to look at alternative ways to reduce stress in my life. And I'm still on this journey. So in the future, we will probably be talking about more ways to handle and deal with stress as educators. So this ends this episode. Again, you can find us on hardcorebehaviorist.com. Check out our Instagram page at hardcorebehaviorist, our YouTube channel at hardcorebehaviorist. Um, And stay tuned because I am going to be releasing uh, my first workshop on effective strategies on implementing positive behavior intervention supports within the classroom and school-wide. That will be coming out here shortly. I will be making more of an announcement for it. Um, Other than that, y'all have an awesome day, and stay tuned and check out when we have our next episode on Classroom Success 101. If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them, send them a text message, a DM, an email, put it on all your social media platforms, and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.